Papelbon becomes the Phillies' all-time saves leader and a lot of other positive things to talk about on this week's Phillies Talk podcast. Now it's time for some baseball talk on Fighting Phillies podcast. Here's Rich Baxter and Jim Lorry bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk podcast for May 16th, 2015. My name is Rich. And my name is Jim. And welcome back to the program, Jimmy. Uh, we took about a 10-day hiatus or so from the show, and it's good to be back yeah. talking Phillies baseball. Yeah, Rich, and guess what? They've won three straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, three straight games. Can you remember the time they last won three straight, Jim? August of last year, Rich. Uh and uh, I think they, I think they had won two against the Braves, and then they beat somebody else to make it three. But it's been a while, and Rich, it's been kind of a, I'm, you know, I've uh, been watching all the games. I, you know, you and uh, nothing but, you know, but uh, I, I've got, you know, I know you haven't seen them all, most all of them. But uh, last night, Chad Billingsley pitched very well. Um, and uh, I was telling you before the show, you said he didn't catch. He only gave up one run. Uh, and okay, that was his fault, but uh, he could have got the win last night. He really looked good last night, Rich. Yeah, he, I think officially he was charged with giving up two okay. two runs on the night, but still, we'll take it. Six innings pitched, gave up seven hits, uh, brought his ERA down to 6.75. He was up around nine uh, for his first couple starts for the Phillies, Jim. And yeah, I think. You hit the nail on the head. We'll take this start from Billingsley. He's been injured uh, the past couple years, so there's no telling if he had anything left uh, in his repertoire. But, yeah, we'll take it. Well, he, he uh, okay, uh, people are saying it's only Arizona. Yeah, and the, they're major leaguers. And he threw a pitch to Goldsmith last that it was a curveball. And it reminded me, of course, you're too young to remember, a guy that Phillies used to have named Dick Ruthven. Who had a nasty curveball? He booked that sucker, and uh, Goldsmith just shook his head like, "Wow!" <laughs> but uh, I, I think Chad Billingsley looked really well, really good last night. Uh, I was impressed, and I got a little bit of, you know, maybe maybe this is it. Uh, you know, maybe he's coming back. I mean, if he wins, if he Rich, if he wins eight games for this for the Phillies this year, eight to ten, that's that's a good signing. Um, I was disappointed with. Uh, Justin DeFreitas, he come in and it looked like batting practice. I don't know what's up with him. Uh, he's not doing anything this year. Uh, you know, Mr. Dickman, I guess, has straightened himself out. But And I was very, very um, impressed with Mr. Garcia last. Yeah, Garcia gets the save. Uh, first time a Phillies relief pitcher has gone two innings, as you were telling me uh, as the start of the show right before the start, Jimmy. First time a Phillies relief pitcher went two innings plus to get a save that wasn't a closer. And do you know do you know who the last one was to do it? Hmm. Uh, tell me who. Ryan Madsen. Ryan Madsen. Who wow. Me- that's who is now a member of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, amazing. Mad Dog back on the on the diamond for the Royals, and he yeah. had a couple years off, Jimmy, and he lost his big name agent. Scott Boris, but uh, yeah, it's great to hear Mad Dog back in the game. Thirty-four years of age now, but mm-hmm. doing well over there in Kansas City. He is, and he, 
Well, he was with the with the Reds, and I he, I guess he had that elbow surgery and stuff. And I'm watching the game the other night, you know, and uh, I'm like you, Rich. I, you know, I love the game, but I don't know much about some of some teams like Arizona. But I'm watching the Kansas City Royals, and they had Ryan Matson's name. And I said, "What?" <laughs> you know, it kind of surprised me. But uh, I'd like to give a shout out to a, a Philly pitcher who I think is doing very well this year, and that's Mr. Aaron Harang. He uh, Rich, I think, could he be a surprise this year? I think he could be a pleasant surprise. He's already done very well for the Phillies. But what I've been reading about lately is his trade availability with the Phillies, and I hope the Phillies don't completely throw in the towel, even though uh, some have said they already have. But I hope they don't trade any of these players that are doing well for the team. Yes, and uh, they... um of course, the biggest story I think this week is uh, Cody Ashey getting sent down. And I wanted to ask your opinion, Rich. What do you, why do you think they did that? Well, the official explanation was they made room to bring up Michael Franco from the minors. He was tearing up the minors uh, with a three forty-five batting average. Uh, was doing quite well there. A lot of home runs, a lot of RBIs. So I think they want to see if Michael Franco is their third baseman of the future. Uh, They're going to give him probably a a good portion of the season to uh, figure that out. And we'll see. He went 0 for 4 in his 2015 debut. I heard some of the interview last night on the radio broadcast with uh, Ryan Sandberg. They both acknowledged, uh, both he and Jim Jackson talked about Franco uh, in his first 15 games as a Philly last year cup of coffee as they called it but you know when he was called up he only had a 179 batting average last year maybe he wasn't ready but uh, the Phillies are not waiting anymore they want to bring him up and see what he can do well that what now how you've got Cody Ashey you've got um Dominic Brown you have David Buchanan and you have uh you know there's three guys right there they're young decent ball players could you package them into a deal, Rich? I certainly think you could if you were Ruben Amaro. Uh, but what would the Phillies be after? They right. need more offense. The Phillies need a lot of uh, <laughs> I I think a team would be willing to take something like that on. Uh, you've got some proven major league players down in the Myers. Could the Phillies pull a deal out of this? I'm not so sure, well, Jimmy. I, just... I heard on a couple of reports that uh, Mr. Ashy is not a very happy person, uh, and um, you know the way I don't know if he said it or this guy said it, but the way that it was said by the reporter was that he doesn't care if he goes back to the Phillies or not because he doesn't. He's very upset with Ryan Sandberg. So, but uh, you know that's the way. It, you know that's the that's baseball. But Rich, they got um, yeah they they Aaron Harang is, is four and three, and uh, he has a, he had one bad outing. But uh, Mr. T- Mr. Williams, who's pitching today, uh, what do you think he's done this year? Well, Williams hasn't extended his greatness of last year so far wow. <laughs> with us. He hasn't really uh, shown us that much this year, Jimmy. So he'll get another chance to prove that today out in Philadelphia as 7.05 start, pending thunder showers moving through and things. But yeah, Williams was a great pickup last year. But what do you think? I don't think he really translated that well so far this season. Right, I think they caught up with him. Uh, you said thunder showers tonight. I thought it was tomorrow, but 
the kid pitching for Arizona, I don't know his name. He got hit with a line drive or something. They said that yeah. he got hit in the face with a line drive, but he's coming back tonight. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know much about Arizona. I know, I know Goldsmith because he's our best player, but, um, that, that's, uh, you know, that is, uh, that, that, I give the guy credit. That takes a lot of guts to do something like that. And, uh, but it, it, the pitching seems, the starting pitching seems maybe to be straightening out a little bit. Um, I think O'Sullivan, uh, he's 0-2, and both scores were 7-2, but he didn't leave. It was the first game he was down 4-2, and then the last one was 3-2, and then the bullpen failed and Rich, That was going to be the strength of the team this year. What's, what's up with the bullpen? Well, the bullpen hasn't been its old reliable self, and really the major uh, glaring deficiency of the team so far has been the offense. They're mm-hmm. still at the bottom of 30 teams in run production. They only have 107 Jeez. as of the time we're doing this podcast. Slugging percentage way down at .335. They're 30th in the league. On base percentage, 29th. Wow. So the Phillies just have to pick it up offensively uh, quite a bit. Ryan Howard has brought his average up to 231. As of the time we're doing the show, uh, even Chase Utley is starting to pick it up a little bit. And if these guys can get on pace here, they could pick up a few more wins than they have been. Right, and uh, Grady Sizemore is starting to hit. And, um, you know, they, they're, uh, I don't know, they, last night they let uh, they let, uh, let uh, 17 runners on base last night. But uh, Jeff Francois is another one uh, who I think the Phillies made – it looks like it might be a pretty good move for them, Rich. He, uh, uh, you know, he's been uh, playing well, and you know, we're talking about taking a shot. You got to uh, congratulate Jonathan Papelbon. He broke the Phillies' all-time saves, um, you know, record, 113. And he got another one the other night. But Jeff Francoeur made one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw the end of that game, Rich. He nailed the play, the runner at home plate. Uh, it was an unbelievable throw. Yeah, he's been doing quite well. And as you said, Jonathan Papelbon became the all-time saves leader for the Phillies. And, you know, I I found that hard to believe. I thought Brad Lidge was up there as one of those higher uh, total of saves type of guys. But no, Pap passed Jose Mesa, which is a big surprise to me. I didn't realize Jose Mesa had so many saves for the him. Phillies. He, Jose Mesa made his name with the Indians. And... uh he was quite quite good. Uh, Mesa was on a, on I think five years with the Phils or something like that. But uh, they said you know the announcer said that he was on some bad ball clubs. But uh, and I'll tell you another guy who I I'm surprised wasn't up there for a lot of saves was Billy Wagner. It seemed like for three years Billy Wagner would come in and save a game. You know, um, and and Bedrosian, you know, of course he. But uh, it, it's an interesting. Time of year right now, Rich, for the Phils. They got Arizona, pardon me, and they go to Colorado for a four-game series next week. Phillies could make some hay if they if they can get some wins. Yeah, they could. They're fourteen and twenty-three right now. They've had a very bad season so far, <laughs> but they have nowhere to go but up. Uh, picking back up on our little conversation about career saves, I brought up a, a graph here with uh, the top. 15 or so. I'll reel them off to you. Uh, Jonathan Papelbon, Jose Mesa, Bedrosian is in third. By one game, Mitch Williams is right behind 
Pedrosian at 102 wow. saves for the Phillies. Uh, Brad Lidge is at 100, right on the nose. Tug McGraw, 94 saves. And then we go back to Ron Reed, who had 90. Ron Reed, wow. <laughs> and and good old Ricky Batalico at 78 Ricky, saves. Really? Wow. I, Billy Wagner clocks in at only 59 saves okay. for the Phillies. Okay. I, I, I know it seemed like those three years of Larry Bowl was there. Is every time you turn around, Ricky, it was Billy Wagner, you know. But uh, what years did Billy Wagner play for the Phils, Rich? Was it four, was it four, five, and six? Oh four, oh five, and oh six. Yeah, I believe he was there when the new stadium opened. Uh, let me see if I can bring up these stats real quick on Wagner. No, I just was curious, well, but uh, what a character he was! Huh? I said, what a character he was. Yes, he was Billy Wagner. Oh yeah. Uh, 2004 and 2005 with the Phillies. That's it, yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty good, 59 saves in, in two years. But uh, he was unhittable with the Mets and the well with the Astros and, and the Mets. And then he finished up with the Atlanta Braves, I believe. And uh, it, it doesn't seem like it was that many years ago, Rich. <laughs> yeah, he had, uh, Wagner had 101 total saves for the Mets. Uh, of course, he made his name in Houston yes, he did. over the years. He had 225 saves wow. for the Houston Astros. How many Astros did he have total? Them. How many did he have for the Braves? He went to the Braves right after the, or the Mets. Yeah, he went with, he went with the Braves um, his last season of his career. He was 38 years mm-hmm. old in 2010. He had, let's see, with the Braves, well, where'd he go? 37. Houston, where'd he go? Houston, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves? Uh, Houston... Phillies, Mets, one stop with Boston, oh, Boston, and then finished up with the Braves. Okay. Uh-huh. But uh, 422 total lifetime saves wow. for Billy Wagner. Wow. Yeah. wow. Did you, uh, you... And I wanted to thank uh, Baseball Reference for those stats, by the way. Yeah, they... Sean Foreman and that great website <laughs> there. Did you... Uh, also, Mr. Papelbaum is the only... Him and... Trivia question. Two men have... Over 100 saves for two different teams. You know who they are? Papelbon, you know who the other one is? They had it on TV. You might not have seen it. He played. I for, did not see it. It was Rob Nen for the Marlins and the Giants. Okay, that makes sense. So, but, uh, and, of course, Jonathan did it with the Red Sox and the Phils. How old is he now, Papelbon? About 33, 34? I think Pap is about that age, yeah. uh, 34 uh, He... This is his last year of his contract. Will they re-sign him, Rich? No, I don't think so. The Phillies uh, have been trying to shop him. In fact, I don't think he stays with the Phillies past the All-Star break. Uh-huh. Uh, Papelbon's been raising his own stock. He doesn't seem to care about leaving the team. Of course, he would want to go to a team that's in right. contention. Right. And you might have a team out there that will need his services. So if any. Philly is not a Philly by the All-Star break, by the end of the All-Star break. I would have to say it would be Papelbon. Oh, the trading deadline. Yeah, you're right. They interviewed him the, um, after he broke the record. And you're right. He's, he, he just seems like he doesn't care. You know, uh, I mean, the man is gifted. I wish I could pitch like him. You know, really. But I don't know. I just don't, I don't want to get any Jonathan Papelbon fans mad at me, but it just seems like he doesn't have his head screwed on right sometimes. He can he can pitch. I'll give him his due, but uh, I don't think that Boston was, you know, when he left Boston, it, they weren't crying over spilt, you know, uh, they weren't crying when he left when he left either. So, but uh, 
maybe Garcia's the closer of the future, Rich. That could be, or you know, you know we guys. might be seeing one of those yeah, guys setting up the closer. Yeah, uh, Kenny Giles has been struggling lately too. Uh, so, but um, you know, it's 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 really like I don't know. It's it's not really. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the games and dying a lot, thousand deaths. But last night they got down three to one, and um, the freighters, like I said, didn't look too good. And I, I, to be honest with you, I turned it off for a couple minutes. To, I was looking at something else and came back and it was three three. I'm there like, whoa, what happened here? And it it hasn't happened too much this year, Rich, that they've come back in the late innings and won a game. Yeah, this team has been extremely hard to watch, either in person or on television at home, as a lot of the viewers and fans of the team get to watch the Phillies. But as you said, Jim, it's been a, been a kind of a terrible season overall. Uh, the Phillies just winning their third straight game, the first time since, and I have the stats here, uh, August 24th through the 27th of 2014. Okay. Who'd they beat? Am I right? They beat the Braves twice and somebody else once? or did they St. Sleep? Louis and Washington on that one. Um, if you go back to June of 2014, they had a five-game winning streak. They did. Which, yeah, which, of 2014. Yeah, last year. And yeah. they also had one in July. Really? Uh, I a five-game winning streak in 2014. That's the biggest winning streak they've had, though. In a couple of years, I know that, uh, and you know, it, it, my I'm just expressing an opinion, but I th- we always talk about you know the what happened to the Phillies and you know how they and I think the beginning of the end for the Phillies. Rich, do you remember back when they were good? <laughs> they right. went into Houston and got swept. They didn't get swept; they got smoked. And I th- yeah, and I mm-hmm. I think that was starting the beginning. The the there was some chinks in the armor then, and I think the Astros uh, started showing them. And I think the Phillies uh, don't know. I think they started make, panicking. I think they made some moves that they shouldn't have made. But I I I was thinking hard and looking back on my research and stuff. And I think that I think that was 2011. I'm not sure uh, or 12. It was the 81 and 81 year. But I think that that was the year that the Phillies. I mean. Uh, you know, we, we I remember doing a podcast and saying, "Oh, like how how could they lose four straight to the Astros?" But they did. Houston had, was tough on them, and, and but I think that was sort maybe the beginning of the you know the dynasty crumbling, as I always say. Yeah, it's been a long time coming on this crumbling. Uh, it's been about the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh, that they've been sliding down this mountain, um, and it's been tough to watch that because. Over the years, like I was saying on several podcasts we've done, a lot of the Phillies fans have grown accustomed to seeing great baseball, good, solid baseball, winning for the most part, making the playoffs year after year. And this this has been a departure from that. This has been back to the years that we remember in the late middle 70s when they were terrible, Yeah, uh, towards the end of the 70s, actually, Well, they... uh, and the 80s. Mm-hmm. Except for '83, that was that was the uh, the John Denny year when they you know they went to the World Series. But um, Rich, they you're right, and and I've talked to a couple people that I know. I, you know, I have a friend that has uh, a Sunday season ticket plan, and I have another right. friend that that has a season ticket plan uh, for all the games. Mm. And my one friend hasn't gone at all on Sunday yet. He says uh, he, uh, he can't 
his work and uh, he's going to become a grandfather so he can't he hasn't gone yet and my other fr- he hasn't gone yet and my other friend is only going to three games he says they're very painful to watch but they they're in a, a situation where if they give up the tickets and then the fills get good you know it's hard to get them back and uh, I don't know Rich it's 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 going to be I think you know they're saying on TV two three years I think John Crook said the other night he thinks it's going to be five five years or more. Well, it's interesting when people predict that. Of course, it's it's hard to say. Look at the Red Sox. They were last one year and they win the World Series the next. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of putting the right players on the field, making a deal. I liked your comment earlier about packaging Brown, uh, a couple of these players that haven't worked out for the yeah, Phillies um, as one package. Get a good player out of it, right, though. All right. Brown, Dominic Brown's. I still think going to be a good ball player. I think Buchanan's going to be a good pitcher, and I I think Cody Ashey's going to be good. And uh, you throw in Mr. Pettibone. Now there's another pitcher. Now you've got two possible starting pitchers. You've got you know a good outfielder, and you've got a decent infielder. He can be at least a utility player. And you get somebody to work with Pettibone and Buchanan. And I uh, I think personally, if you got a decent pitching coach, these guys could be good. Uh, that's just, you know, my opinion. And I think that if you, um, you know, uh, Philly's got a young pitcher now, Gonzalez, they sent back down, but I think he's going to be real good. But, uh, I, I just think if you can package these guys, get us a, a good, either relief pitcher or a good starter. I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with the starting pitching now, Rich. I think, I think, um, I think O'Connell is going to be a decent pitcher, him or Gonzalez. Uh, I think I think if if um, of course Cole Hamels you don't have to talk about him I think Jerome Williams could be decent he could be a 500 pitcher Harang could be a surprise and uh, Billingsley's a young man Billingsley's the youngest one he could he can still pitch well I think he's 31 the rest of what, how old Jerome Williams about 35 Yeah he's a good 35 maybe even 36 Okay so you got Cole's 33 or four uh, Harang's 37 or 38 uh, he's 35. And uh, you know, so you got the two young guys. You got you got Billingsley, and I don't think O'Sullivan's that old, right? He's not that old, but I'm sure he's not in the Phillies' future plans. Yeah, well, who is? <laughs> you know, and uh, here's a big a big stat from last night's game, Jimmy. Twenty one thousand three eighty three watching baseball in Philadelphia. They had twenty one thousand. That's a good crowd. Uh, they only had they only had averaged like sixteen eighteen thousand for the Pirates. Richard, the Phillies keep this up. You told me on a, uh, the other night on a phone conversation that they're they would end up sixty five and sixty five wins if they keep playing at this pace. Yeah, that's what how they've been projected to finish oh uh, sixty five win season last in the majors, as of a lot of people have been saying, but. I'm always of the opinion that if, if something changes on this team, if they make a good acquisition, seems like Ben Revere's status with the Phillies is questionable anymore. Right. Maybe they could trade him. I think he's a well. He lost his center field to Obadell Herrera really yeah, quick. Yeah, but he's doing well in left field. He's making some good plays out there. I don't like that Herrera. I think I don't, I don't know what where they found him or anything, but I don't. I'm not impressed with him at all. I don't like him. I don't like Freddie Galvis either. I like. Uh, I like the kid that plays third base, though. I like him, but uh, I don't like Galvis either. I I think uh, that was wasn't a good move. I don't like that. I think you're 
I think you're going to get mail on this. You're going to get email on this, Jimmy, because Galvis has gotten on base for the Phillies so far this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll three, get email. Okay. High, <laughs> a high I, average so far. I just don't particularly careful. I do like Darren Ruff, mm-hmm. and I like Cameron. Uh, what's his name? The cat, backup catcher. Cameron Ruff. Right. I like him. Uh, and uh, of course, I like Hamels, but I I'm a huge Todd Billingsley fan. Chad Billingsley. Fan. Um, Chad Billings. And uh, I I liked him when he was with the Dodgers, and uh, and I like Aaron Harang. I never did, but I do this year. And um, I just think that you know, um, you're right. If Ruben Amaro could make a couple smart moves this year, he could pull this season up by the bootstraps. And if they win, if like I said you know, earlier, if they win 78 games this year or 80 mm-hmm. games, Sandberg should get manager of the year with this team. You know, I mean, uh, I love Grady Sizemore, but he's done. Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. I it just, and, and you sit here and you wonder, Rich, what are they going to do with Dominic Brown? Here's a guy who was their number one prospect six years ago. He's down in Lehigh Valley hitting like 20. Something's going on. Yeah, they're, they're just a couple good players away of doing something if they want to. And again, I echo what I said the last couple of shows. Maybe it's the plan to finish out of the money this year. And they're certainly proving different concepts of this by the way they're bringing players in and out. They brought Michael Franco up. No real reason to bring Franco up other than they think he's a long-term third baseman for the thought, Phillies. I never even knew they brought him up. Uh, you know, I didn't. I watched the game, but I didn't see him play last night. Um, uh, well, he didn't do much. He's 0 for 4. <laughs> what number is he, Rich? Uh, let me check. Number seven, believe it or oh, not, that's the guy yeah, Number seven. Okay, I saw yeah. him on deck. Okay, um, there was a maybe you can help me out with this, Rich. There was a guy last year. I think it was last year that played for the Phillies. His first name was Reed or something like that. What was his last name? Left- Brignac. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? I thought he was a pretty decent ball player. Let me look him up here. He's actually in the minors, but no longer with the Phillies uh-huh. organization. Oh, really? Uh, he's down with the. New Orleans Zephyrs. So there's Miami Marlins. Okay. Okay. Miami Marlins triple A team. Wow. Okay. I just was wondering because uh, he was a pretty good ball player. And, uh, uh, you know, if they got anybody's got any, pro- any prospect, you know, they uh, they get rid of him. But uh, it's going to be an interesting um, couple months. And, uh, do you, you know, the, we were talking about Ryan Sandberg and Rich. Um, they, you know, Milwaukee fired their manager. Who's the, is Ryan the next one to go? Well, Las Vegas had Ryan picked as the first manager that would be fired, <laughs> and yeah, as a favorite, you could have bet on it out there in Vegas. That's some of the fun things you can do out there. But yeah, as you said, Ron Renicky was fired first. I don't think they're going to fire Ryan no, Sandberg. I, I think they're going to ride him out for this season. They know what they're doing in upper management. Pat Gillick is now directing most of that, as he has uh, for the past year and a half, but now he's officially the Phillies president. And I think he's going to sit back and see how bad the Phillies get and get that top draft pick. Right. They need to rebuild that farm system. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think they're willing to throw in the towel this season. I really do. I think you're right. I think... Uh... I didn't want to believe that, but I think you're right. And uh, you should hear Kurt Schilling. <laughs> he said, the, in essence, the same thing. He said, here's an organization that, when I was with them, he said they were 
on the verge of being really good. He said they got they had a couple years where they were close and they but they were competitive. He said they're not even competitive now, you know. He goes, they're beating the Arizonas and the Colorados and the Milwaukee's, but they're not, you know, he said, they're not doing anything against the other teams. And, uh, you know, uh, he said he said that uh, he shudders to think when they play the Orioles and the Yankees, you know, what's going to happen. But he thinks, uh, Schilling said he thinks they're 10 years away. Well, a lot of talk has been about Chase Utley at second base. He's taking baby steps and getting back on his season he does have a number of RBIs. He's right behind Ryan Howard. But, Jimmy, his season average is only 124, and a lot of people are wondering, is this the end for Chase Utley? What's going on? Yeah, he's not. I watched him last night, Rich. He's not He's not hitting the, he's hitting the ball. Not, he's not hitting it hard, and he's hitting it right at somebody. He's He got a couple of hits lately. Uh, both have been bloopsing. I, I agree. I think he still can play second. He made a great play. Was it last night or the night before where he – he dove, he robbed the guy of a hit and flipped the ball to short and uh, Galvis threw the guy out. It was a great, great play, but uh, I think so. And I also think that uh, Carlos Ruiz is at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Richie, every time he, it seems like I watch a game when they got first and second less than two outs, a double play ground ball. It's I counted ten times this year he's done that already. Yeah, so a lot of people are wondering if he is missing his old double play teammate in Jimmy Rollins. Rollins not doing that well with the Dodgers. He's batting under 200 at 198. He does have four home runs and uh-huh. 17 ribbies how, for the Dodgers. How is Mr. Bird doing with the Cincinnati Reds? I haven't looked up his stats yet so I know, far. I know he uh, either scored a winning run or knocked him, but they said he's only hit something about 205 or something, but uh, you know, what about the pitcher that Last year, you and I went up and saw Arizona. And who was the guy that the the pitcher they had, and then the and then they traded him to the Dodgers, the right-hander, uh, mm. was it Latin guy, I think it was. Um, I don't recall. But due to the magic of the internet, I do have Marlon Bird's stats here. Uh, Two twenty-nine batting average. He's got twenty-two RBIs and eight home runs. Wow. So okay. He's yeah. He's still driving them in. But the pitcher I'm thinking about, he started with the Phils last year. He was one of their starters, and then we saw him pitch against Arizona, beat them. And ironically, that was the last one he had. For the, they traded him to the Dodgers, uh, and I can't remember. But he didn't, he didn't do much with the Dodgers. I wonder if he's still in the majors. That's all. His name escapes me right now. I don't have. I should have gotten last year thing out, but uh, no problem. Yeah, but uh, they. Uh, I you know you just wonder about some of these players that. Uh, the Phillies had, uh, but um, it, it's um, what about what about Nieves, the backup catcher they had last year? Is he playing anywhere this year in the majors? Mm. <laughs> I thought um, I know, but I thought he was a pretty good ball player. Or right, let, let me look that up, Jimmy. I'm just curious. He, he uh, you know, I'm... San Diego. He's actually with San Diego. Okay. Well, that's good. So, Rich, what do you think? Uh, they got two more with Arizona. Four in Colorado, three in Washington, and three with their butt, the Mets, and then back with Colorado. They could really make some hay this month, Rich. Yeah, they could if if that's the plan. We'll have to see as each game continues here. We took a break in our podcast schedule, and I was kind of glad sometimes because <laughs> the Phillies were doing terribly, and it's just not yeah. very conducive to banging uh, 
banging them over the head every podcast. Right. So at well, least they, we have some good things to talk about. Yeah, they they they've been playing. A, I think a little bit better. They got three wins in a row. Uh, the the thing that bothers me though is the left on base. Seventeen last night. Uh, I think it was nine the night before that. You know they just. You know I watched a game last night the Yankees and Royals and they and a guy said the a key to a good team is when you can get in, you can drive in runs with two outs. You know and uh, the Phillies haven't done that much this year. That and leading out. You know, what are they, 1-19 after trailing in the eighth inning, Rich? Something like yeah. that. And as, yeah. you, as you said, uh, Ruiz has been leaving a ton of runners on base mm-hmm. in scoring position. Mm-hmm. All the Phillies have, really. I mean, they've had opportunities to do better. But as you said, Jim, they haven't produced the runs. And you right. can see that. They're 30th in the league. Right. Well, I, I shouldn't. Uh, I, I should reiterate what I said about Freddie Gallows. I don't particularly care for him, but he's a good ball player. He's good at shortstop. He gets on base. I just, you know, I just, there were some people, Phillies, back when they were great, I didn't like, you know, I didn't like Pat Burrell, but he was a good ball player. I just, you know, there's some guys I don't care for. But uh, it's, uh, you know, I think he's done a great job at shortstop, though, and we don't miss Jimmy Rollins. Um, he doesn't have the pop that Jimmy Rollins has, but, uh, and, and Mr. Herrera in center field, I think that's a pretty good, he's an infielder originally, Rich. I believe so. Yeah. I don't think he's doing too bad out there. I mean, I just think Ben Revere in left field is a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good um I think that's a pretty good move. Um I mean, he's fast. And uh, Rich, did you notice the ironic twist in baseball the other night the Pirates Phillies uh Vance Worley and and Ben Revere uh they got traded for each other. Yeah, it's amazing. They re-met in Philadelphia, of course, and the rest is history. The Phillies, I think, kind of benefited from that trade, getting Revere yeah. and a lot more speed. And I think when he started off eleven, he was eleven and three. That one, we thought he was the second coming, but I that was one of the better trades that Ruben Amaro made. Well, Rich, before we put this uh, show to bed for the uh, the Mets are reeling. What's up with them? Yeah, we're going to end the show talking about a little uh, baseball other than the Phillies, but. Before we do that, I just wanted to remind our listeners to stop by FightinPhillies.com. It's the podcast home of the show. That's FightinPhillies.com. You can read some interesting articles during the week. Check out different things we have to offer. Follow us on Twitter, at FightinPhillies. And listeners, we'd love to get emails, so send them in. Oh, you'll get them now. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen, uh, we've had some nice ones over the years, one from couple from Europe, uh, the West Coast, wherever you listen to the show, please drop us a line. Let us know you're still listening and what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. And, uh, Jimmy, uh, as you brought up, the uh, Nationals not doing so well anymore. No, they've got uh, Strasburg. I haven't heard lately about him. He was he took himself out of a game with back problems. Uh, Doug Fister, who they paid a gazillion dollars for, is on the uh, – DL. He's only have his record's two and two, but you know he is mid May and he was four. He was unbelievable with Detroit last year. So and uh, last night Jason Worth got plunked on the wrist in San Diego. The Nats won the game ten nothing, but uh, they say they say he might be out for quite a while. So that Rich, uh, what do you think of Jason Worth or not? He's a good ball player. They need him, and uh, it looks like there might be uh, you know Bryce Harper can't carry him himself. 
Right. Bryce Harper has been the flagship for the Nationals uh, in the past couple weeks. He's been hitting home runs like crazy. Uh, but trouble in Nationals land, as you say, Jason Worth now injured, um, Doug Fister injured, and it'll be interesting to see how this National League East shapes up. As you said, we talked about before the show, the Mets now reeling about five losses in a row. Uh, trouble in Mets land. They're plummeting down after their great start. So some of those extra wins are really helping them keep in first place. Yeah, they, but the Phillies, Jimmy, are only six and a half games back despite how terrible they've I been know, playing. I know. It's amazing. They're nine games below 500. And like, like we, if they can win the Arizona and Colorado, I mean, you know, if you can win, if the Phillies can win two out of three here against Arizona, go into Colorado, they got four games, split, even split the four, and then take two out of three from them in uh, at home in the last weekend. Okay, they could they could even you know afford to lose a series in Washington or New York and still not be too bad. They could be in the thick of this thing, but you never know. And watch out! I'm telling you right now, watch the Atlanta Braves. They're coming. You know, they're sneaky. They're and uh, Miami last night. Uh, Stanton hit two home runs, but they lost. So it's getting to be you know it's getting to be. Uh, a very interesting race from Rich. I don't know if you saw the highlights. His two home runs were unbelievable. Marlins Park, he had one into the trees, and then he had one, like, it looked like a swimming pool. I mean, he had one, both of them over 400 feet. So. Yeah, I haven't been watching too much yeah, Marlins he, baseball. They lost, uh, they lost to the Braves, but he hit two monster home runs. And, uh, but yeah, Miami's reeling a little bit too. Uh, but watch those Atlanta Braves, I'm telling you. They're sneaking up on everybody, and uh, you know they were they were hiding in the woods there for a while. But look out! I'm telling you, they could they if they get. I think they need one pitcher, Rich, and if they get they get a pitcher, they might be they could be tough. Yes, they could. Well, we thank everybody for listening to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's been a great time chatting with you and Jimmy. Uh, let's see if this. Uh, Win streak can roll on, and we can still be as this positive in the next show. Rich, they have uh, 29 games this month. Okay, um, they had eight wins last month. They have six. If the Phillies win, four, if the Phillies can have even a 14 win month, I think they'd be doing good. But like I said, they got the some of the weaker teams. Maybe they can do well against them. But only time will tell, Rich. And it's been a pleasure as usual. And uh, we'll talk to you again, Rich. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Talk to you again on the next Phillies Talk podcast.